welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia. Are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Every week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share with you their positive business stories. We publish these stories on iTunes, on our website, PositivelyWV.com, and through print publications like the State Journal. Our goal is to help educate and inspire business people across the Mountain State and indeed across America with these positive business stories. Positively West Virginia is a passion project of mine. Like you, I get tired of hearing that West Virginia is at the top of the bad list and at the bottom of the good list. So I thought, what can we do to help move the needle a little bit in a positive direction? That's when this idea for Positively West Virginia was born. One of the things I love to do is talk to people about their story, especially their business story. That's why my team at Interaction Media started this podcast. We want to do our part to help tell the great business stories out there to help promote the great business people who are actually getting it done in our state. This week, we're going to learn about John Hammock, president, CEO, and founder of KeyLogic Systems. KeyLogic is a solutions provider located in Morgantown, West Virginia. John, are you ready to get down to business? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right, John. I'm so glad to have you on the show today to talk to our audience about your company. John Hammock is president, CEO, and founder of KeyLogic Systems Incorporated. From the beginning, KeyLogic was founded on the philosophy of building great client relationships through deep partnerships and through leadership. These principles are still at the heart of KeyLogic and are clearly seen in the corporate mission and vision that they have. Their mission is to ensure customer success through innovative solutions by employees who care, and their vision to be the most trusted partner to their customers, teammates, and employees. John's work with KeyLogic has earned him recognition as the 2009 Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year and the 2015 Mylan Pushkar Entrepreneur of the Year Award from the Morgantown Area Chamber of Commerce. KeyLogic was awarded the U.S. Small Business Administration 2015 National Prime Contractor of the Year and the U.S. Department of Energy Small Business of the Year 2014. In addition, KeyLogic has earned recognition from Washington Technology Fast 50, Inc.'s 500 and 5,000, and Federal Times' top contractors. That is an impressive list. John Hammock, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. Sure, you bet, Jim. Uh, happy to be with you and uh, share our story. That's uh, something we always like to do is you know, share what we're doing, where we're going, and, uh, you know, what our motivation to do what we do is. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm a native West Virginian, grew up in Parkersburg, uh, actually outside of Parkersburg and Mineral Wells, West Virginia, uh, at actually Oaks Trailer Park, and uh, uh, but went went to school, high school um, uh, in Parkersburg, uh, went to West Virginia University, so, you know, West Virginia, the Mountaineers, and just uh, this state is uh, in my blood in a significant way. Um so, you know, just been a technology guy, computer science was my undergrad. And an interesting thing is when, uh, you know, back in the late 80s when I was graduating from college, 
there weren't the, the opportunities that we see now. So, you know, I, I love the state. Um, and after nine on-campus interviews, none of the opportunities I had was within the state of West Virginia. So had no choice but to leave West Virginia. Um, and that, that was fine. You know, it uh, often gives you a chance to spread your horizon and, your, and open your aperture a little bit. So I went to work uh, at a nuclear weapons facility uh, in South Carolina and worked there for about six years. But I had, result, or had the opportunity after that and received my MBA, I had a chance to uh, come back to West Virginia. And in that short period of time, some opportunities had changed. The, the tech movement in the area and the I-79 corridor had really blossomed and g- gave me the opportunity to come back. So it was, uh, that was how I got back in the state of West Virginia. And then um, so worked for another company in the high-tech corridor and then uh, had the entrepreneurial bug and decided to launch KeyLogic. So it's pretty interesting that, uh, you know, a short, you know, 20 years after, well, actually less than that, about 12 to 15 years after graduating from school and not having those high technology opportunities to stay in the state, uh, I'm now back here, created KeyLogic, and are hiring a lot of those same graduates and keeping them here that we didn't have that opportunity when, when I was there. Very cool. So what year was that that you started KeyLogic? So it was 1999, so we just celebrated our 19th anniversary uh, earlier this year. So we're in our 20th year and uh, looking forward to the next 20. That is incredible. Well, my hat's off to you, man. Congratulations for that for sure. It, uh, that's, a, that's a tough road to hoe. I know that. Uh, let, so let, let's, let's get down to what KeyLogic is. I, I said that you guys are a solutions provider. Give us your 30-second elevator pitch for what KeyLogic does. Sure. We uh, are primarily focused on supporting the federal government agencies. Uh, we support um, national security agencies, the Department of Defense, Department of Homeland Security, and the in- intelligence community, as well as other federal civilian agencies, uh, IRS, EPA, NASA, um, and then the energy sector. The Department of Energy is one of our largest customers and uh, has been a big part of what we do. Um, specifically, our solutions typically involve the intersection of three types of capabilities. Uh, the engineering solutions of bringing uh, research and development support activities for different parts of the um, federal government across uh, DOD and the science and earth sciences community and, and energy. Uh, so the engineering aspect, the program project management, helping the government run business in a smarter, more efficient way, uh, and then also um, business intelligence, uh, information technology, predictive analytics, uh, uh, information data fusion, uh, a lot of the um, aspects of bringing the vast amount of information into more context and more actionable perspective. Mm, that's awesome. How did how'd you get into this? I mean, that's that's a, a question I always ask people, like, how did you get interested in, in you know, coming up with you providing solutions primarily for the federal government. How did you get into that business? Well, you know, so throughout my career in different roles, I've um, always directly or indirectly supported federal agencies. So it kind of just the path that my career started. But, um, you know, so I worked initially for a, a, a 25,000 at, at this facility I mentioned in South Carolina. There's 25,000 folks there in a very large organization. And then I went to an organization where I was the 12th employee. So a very different um, perspective of size. But um, what that led to then is to create KeyLogic was, you know, you want to create an organization in, a, in an environment that um, is, has meaningful work, is making a difference in the world, 
I think you know we all see and know how important our our nation and our our uh, patriotism to do the right thing to make us a strong country and to be able to touch that in different ways is, is was a big part of the motivation to do what what we what we started to do. And and here you are, uh, you know, nineteen twenty years later, just kicking butt doing what you're doing. John, what would you say is the the thing you're most excited about for Key Logic right now? You know, it's uh, you know we're very proud of what we've done. I mean, it's you know it's really cool to see you know making a difference, bringing uh, you know our expertise, and seeing our clients appreciate what we do, and and that on a daily basis. That's it. You know, helping our customers um, get to a better outcome, achieve their mission in a better way. But you know what 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 that's based on is is our employees and what our staff does, the engagement, the energy and attitude they bring is is great. I mean. The you know it's exciting to see them start families, buy houses, plant roots, and it's been really um, that that's what I gets me excited on a daily basis. But from a corporate standpoint, you know, looking over the horizon is you know what we increasingly try to do: see where the technology, see what the needs are going to be, and really excited about you know our our both regionally and nationally the importance of this area um, from our national energy policy. National energy security, uh, reliability, dependability is at the heart of our, our nation's uh, strength. And to be a part of that is exciting. Um, but then also on the technology side, we're increasingly getting more involved in cyber and biometrics and some of the you know leading like machine learning, artificial intelligence capabilities. So really exciting things on the horizon, and yeah, it's we're, we're excited where we're going. That sounds amazing. As a business owner, John, one of the questions I like to ask is, you know, this is the show's called Positively West Virginia, but I think there's a lot to be learned from your worst business moment. And so I'm going to ask you to do is, is take us to that place if is being an entrepreneur winning the Entrepreneur of the Year and Business of the Year and all these amazing accolades you guys have. Take us to that spot, that place of your worst business moment, and, and tell us that story. <laughs> I have to think about that for a brief second here. Uh, you know, it's I don't know if there's a um, – th- there's been a, you know, a couple moments that, that stand out in terms of uh, – in the early stages, you know, when we're skipping paychecks uh, – you know, just um, you know, just when I'm not, you know, putting my resources to make payroll uh, before we kind of turn the corner as a company in the early years. Those were uh, there's some sleepless nights, you know, having those uh, uncertainties and you know the concern of having to tell someone that we're not going to be able to, you know, keep them on. Those, you know, and, and even to this day, that is, you know, concern that um, you know sticks with you that you you want to you know, provide the opportunity for people to grow and prosper. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I tell you, you know, uh, viewing that from another perspective is just, and you can appreciate this, the wear and the gravity of, of, um, a business over a long time can do a couple things. It can make a person, uh, grow tired or it can make a person lose their vision, or their excitement. So to me, the, um, I've, you know, I'm excited about what I do every day. I get excited. You know, I always say that the gut check is on Monday morning when that alarm clock goes off. You know, when your when your feet hit the floor, if you if you don't like what you're doing, there's a lot of Monday mornings. So, so, so I guess back to your question is the the um, potential for the gravity of of running a business to 
take its toll on you is the one of the biggest concerns I think any entrepreneur or founder has is to keep that fire in their belly and the vision of the, the future. So I, I think, you know, there's two points there. And, and the first one, you know, uh, of the early stages, I mean, I think of uh, a lot of companies uh, get discouraged, you know, to your second point, you know, keeping that fire in the belly. But, you know, what what would be your takeaway from that first point about, you know, going through some tough times as a startup 19, 20 years ago, and you're, you're like wondering, man, am I going to be able to do this? Give us that one takeaway that you would, you would, you have learned uh, from that experience. Yeah. You know, it's, there's never a, um, a true scoreboard or, or, um, uh, I guess a thermometer or set of metrics that gives you true insight into, how how you're doing i mean there's metrics there's business indicators that we all pay attention to but in those early stages there's a lot of gut instinct on am i doing the right thing and i, I can you know remember having a meeting where there's about six to eight people in the company and we're sitting around and we had just found out we hadn't won a contract that we'd kind of put a lot of our emotional you know investment into or a lot of our blood sweat and tears and we didn't win it. So we, you know, I could tell that we were all down. And uh, so we just had a quick impromptu meeting. We sat down and I said, guys, here's the deal is we're doing the right things. You know, and it was almost as important for me not to, not only to share it with them, but to hear it myself because, you know, I'm human. We all, we all have moments of uncertainty, but, but I said, guys, we're doing the right thing. You know, we're, we're, our process is working. The flywheel effect is going to take effect. We're, you know, we're every day we're doing the right things. It will come. We can't doubt. We can't go chasing a new trend or a new approach because we feel like maybe with this one setback or we didn't get the hit. So I was using the baseball metaphors that, you know what, guys, we're going to do a, we're going to get a base hit. We're going to do a, we're going to steal a base. We're going to bunt. We're going to do a sack fly. And guess what? One of these times, you know, we're going to connect, we're going to hit a double, we're going to hit a home run, and we're just going to keep playing our game. We're going to keep playing the ball the way we know we're doing the right thing, and it will come. And, and that's exactly what's happened. So staying true, staying true to what you know and not, you know, losing that um, that confidence and also go chasing the next trend. I think a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs get antsy and are so um, hyper uh, aware of when something doesn't work that th- sometimes rather than staying the course, they'll go pursue a new direction or a new model. And that ultimately is going to be a defeating, I think, approach. Absolutely. I, I, I say this all the time that um, without a clear vision, it's impossible to tell an opportunity from a distraction. And I think a lot of times people take their, their eyes off their, their long-term vision of what they set out to do, which was your kind of your second point there, you know. And uh, I think that uh, what you're saying is exactly on point. How many employees do you guys have on your team right now? We're just a little under 300 approaching. I think we're 270, 272, something like that. Yeah. So, man, you guys are you guys are doing great. John, what would you say is the best thing about being in business in West Virginia? You know, it's uh, on, on many fronts. It's um, just the again the workforce. You know, we we have great folks here. We have great talent. Um, they, they folks, uh, uh, you know, we got talent. We've got willpower. We've got folks that, that see the opportunity. So I think, you know, that's tremendous. And 
Oftentimes, since we work with the federal government, now we have offices in Virginia, Maryland, New York. We have employees in 19 different states, but we're headquartered right here in Morgantown, West Virginia by choice. Uh, but throughout the course of the years, many times my peers or colleagues have said, what are you doing in Morgantown? Why don't you relocate and be on the Beltway? I said, well, look, I'm, we've got offices on, around the Beltway. We're in the D.C. metro area. But I choose to be in West Virginia, and you come over and visit us, and maybe you'll figure out why that is. But, but the point, you know, the point on that is, the uh, we're in D.C. when we need to be there. I was there on two, uh, Tuesday, two days ago. I'm there pretty much every week. Um, but you know, the, the advantage of being here is. Um, it's a lifestyle. It's a balance. It's a choice. You know, people. We've got a lot of value of um, just the the uh, just employee base. You know, the other point I'll make is, you know, just you know, starting a business here um, and be, you know, being in the the business community and seeing the economic impact. I mean, as I referenced earlier, seeing people buy houses, it's um, it, it matters a lot. And then I'll, just the last thing I'll add is not taking anything away from our folks in different states. You know, there's a lot of great areas and communities that we support, but without a doubt, there's a sense of community that exists here in, in West Virginia and, and specifically Morgantown that we don't always see in our, you know, around other parts and other major metropolitan areas. And I think that um, it's great to see that, you know, it's great to see a community operate as a community. And I think that's going to be one of the greatest strengths going forward. That's great, man. Great insight. I'd like to take a few seconds here, John, just to mention our incredible sponsors. They are the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like John Hammock and Key Logic Systems. All right, John, let's get back to it. I got a question, you know, that I like to ask, you know, what's the long-term vision? We just talked about vision. What's the long-term vision for your organization? You bet. And, you know, what we say a lot that, uh, you know, it all begins and ends with giving great, great quality, great value, great service to our customers. We've got to be, we always have to bring value. Uh, at the end of the day, our customers have choices. There's a lot of good options out there, a lot of great companies. So, we constantly have to bring that value. We do that through innovation, and we do that through our trusted partnerships. Um, the, our service delivery model is based on what we call anticipatory service. Um, it's our secret sauce. If there's a secret sauce or a secret ingredient, and it's not really that secret, we talk a lot about it, uh, is anticipatory service. And what that is is understanding our customer's mission and accepting it as our own mission, understanding their environment and their their needs, wants, fears, hopes, and desires, and uh, anticipating those needs, addressing those needs, and building systems and training around it so that we can deliver this type of service that we're not just checking the box or just respond. You know, we're not order takers. We're thought leaders. We're partners. We know who our customers are. We know who the cu- our customers' customers are. So if we can make our customers successful, then our business becomes successful. So that's kind of a general foundation of how we do everything. But we know that growth is life. And, you know, we've been a growth-oriented company since our beginning. So of our 19 years, we've had growth 18 years. So three years ago, we had one year we didn't grow by about 5%. or We had a, a little bit of a dip of by about 5%. Still frustrated about that, <laughs> but the the uh, you know, but that's you know our peer group. It was 
you know, combination of continuing resolution in the federal budget process. There's the sequestration in the Department of Defense that significantly um, choked the um, the funding at the federal government level, and that rippled through the system. But but so we focused on growth. We're, you know, as I touched on earlier, many of those technology trends, the capabilities. So we're continuing to build great partnerships. You know, there's there's not a single contract we perform that we do by ourselves. We're always teamed with great companies, great partners. So building great relationships with our customers, great relationships with our partners, and then and always, and then we, we have a phrase also, uh, ABR. If you remember the old Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross, always be closing. Well, our phrase on that is always be recruiting, right? So always, so we, great talent, you know, the, the, the greatest employees are not out looking for a job on a daily basis. We're going to recruit, and sometimes it's a two, three, five-year uh, process till we, we have someone on our radar. We actually have a list of our, you know, kind of, list of folks we want to bring in and uh we, we do that over time so you know long way to get to the answer of uh we're, we're focused on growth but the right kind of growth maintaining our culture giving a right service delivery and um, doing that through value and innovation absolutely i love what you said growth is life i i totally buy into that john what's one piece of advice you would give to a young business owner maybe a, a person out there who's in the audience who has the entrepreneurial itch uh, wants to go out and do something and they they're hearing your enthusiasm and your passion for entrepreneurship and owning a company and running a company and doing amazing things in the community what's one piece of advice you would give that person you know i think at the center of it is having the confidence to believe and that's you know it's a little cliche you know we hear that but You've got to trust your instinct. Now, that, that doesn't mean I can't go believe I can climb Mount Everest tomorrow and I'm, you know, I'm going to die a quick death if I try to do that. But the point is you've got to equip yourself and then you've got to believe. And then the, ele- the other element of that I share is you've got to surround yourself with smart people and experts. But the biggest piece of advice is knowing when to listen to the experts and when to ignore them. Because it's interesting how there's uh, a lot of folks that, just want to tell you why that won't work or and I think you know some, some disciplines you know of uh, the legal profession accounting by nature they're risk adverse and they're supposed to tell you things that will kind of put guardrails on decision making and, and that's important and necessary but we can't let them guide or stifle the, the inner flame or the vision of where we're going because there's an entrepreneurial mindset that I've over time appreciated more and more over time that it's it's a unique and largely innate um, trait that folks have and those that don't have it don't always appreciate it or, or not appreciate it, don't understand it so they can't speak that language so the so point is seek out advice but there's no single piece of advice that can trump your vision and desire for what you want to do yeah. I, I, as you were talking about you know believing you know that you can do it Believing in yourself, I, I I was envisioning that meeting you had when you were first starting out, and you didn't get that contract, and you're telling your team, guys, this is going to work. You know, you may not have believed it yourself, but hearing those words, you're actually affirming it to yourself, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, the other thing I tell folks is, uh, 
you know, I believe in, you know, the power of visualization. And again, some of this sounds hokey, but so I'm a, I'm a pilot. I, I have a passion for flying. It's a great business tool. I, rich is my personal life. But, you know, one of the things we do in, in flight training is we, we work in simulators. We run through scenarios. But what the value of that is it allows you to anticipate and, and build in your, you kind of get a muscle memory before you're in the actual situation. So the, the point of this is visualizing where you want to go, putting that down in paper and writing your goals and objectives down, uh, visualizing, projecting yourself forward into that future state and seeing and looking around and, and creating such a vivid picture that you can see yourself there. And it's interesting how your belief that you, you've already been there. So now it's easier to get there and it eliminates the, some uncertainty or fear of what that new environment is going to be like. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, you got to be bold enough to put your goals out there there's some risk in that, but you'll be surprised how the world will conspire to help you make those things become a reality. Excellent. John, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, you know, I think it's uh, believing. You know, it's a common theme you see, you know, is bringing that perspective of it's so easy to get bogged down and, you know, we, we tend to deal with issues at times, right? I mean, so you can't be issue or, or problem interrupt driven. You've got to overpower. You've got to see through. You've got to constantly set that vision. And when I head into meetings, when I'm in a, there's a situation, I've got to just keep it in context that how does this really fit into the bigger scheme? Because, you know, we're all human. We get round, It's easy to get wrapped around the axle, but we've got to not, you know, we've got to, actively safeguard against that negative slope that slippery slope that we can go down and just seeing the future and believing in it. So again, a little bit of corny, you know, but it's, but that's, it's what, you know, it, it's reality, you know, cause we, we just, the world has issues and we got to power through those. Exactly. What's one resource you use in your business that you just can't live without? Um, Oh, geez. Um, you know, just our, our leadership team, the advice and input of, of folks. Um, uh, I, you know, I'll tell you something that was really valuable to me is um, a few years ago, I joined a CEO peer group. And um, you know, just it, it's amazing how, you know, how many business leaders. So there was a combination of both founders and then hired CEOs. And they each bring their own perspective. We were a cross cut of different industries. But it's really interesting how common most of the problems are. And to have a peer group that is going to hold you accountable, you know, because um, you, it's easy to kind of drink your own Kool-Aid and think, you know, you got it all figured out. But, boy, when you're talking to other folks and you're, you know, dealing with, you know, in a frank, open, sincere way, the problems, um, that that's really valuable. So, you know, you know, not not to contradict my early, you, you got to seek advice and know when to listen, when to not listen. But always seek out those uh, others that can provide a perspective. You know, there's an old adage: it's lonely at the top, but if you've got a, a group of other CEOs as your peer group, uh, it, that can be very uh, very helpful, I'm sure. Yep, exactly. Right. John, what's one book you would re- uh, recommend for aspiring business people or you know aspiring entrepreneurs? You know, the, um, they're, they're kind of oldies, but goodies. Um, the, the seven habits of highly effective people. I mean, it's, it's true to form. It's so fundamental to who we are. And then, uh, uh, Jim Collins, good to great. Um, I think they're just fundamental. They should be standard reading and, um, 
Yeah. And then the, the, another one, I'm just looking at my shelf here, uh, um, Lucky or Smart. It's <laughs> a pretty good little, and I've it's Bo Peabody, and it's a real, I mean, it's probably a two-hour read, pretty small book, but I believe, uh, you know, if I recall this book, it's been a while since I've read it, but um, expect good luck. <laughs> it's right. you got to prepare yourself when we know all that, you know, the cliches on that, but heck yeah, man. Just, uh, and that's an interview question I've asked people. And, you know, you got to – this question doesn't fit every scenario, but do you view yourself as lucky? And it's interesting how people will respond to that because – it doesn't mean I'm not taking any credit away from anyone. I mean, but I, hell yeah, I, I, I think I've been fortunate. I've been blessed, but I've been lucky. But, you know, I'm working my butt off. You know? There's an old adage, I'd rather be lucky than good. I always say, yeah. I'd rather be lucky and good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I totally agree, agree with that. And we'll have um, links to all those. We actually have links to Seven Habits uh, seven habits and Good to Great, but uh, that, that uh, third one you mentioned, we'll have links to that in the show notes and actually on our resources page uh, on the website, and people can just click and order it right from Amazon. We have a little partnership with them, so it's really cool. Oh, cool. John, if you could meet anyone in West Virginia, and I'm sure you've met a lot of people in West Virginia in 19, 20 years, who could possibly help grow your company, who would it be? You know, I guess continuing to develop the relationships we have with our, our customers here in West Virginia. An interesting fact is, you know, 19 years we've been in business. The first eight years, we didn't do any work in the state of West Virginia. It was all around D.C. So it was kind of cool to come back and do work in our own backyard. And, and uh, it, you know, it, I've, when we do work in D.C., I, I carry two business cards. One has a West Virginia address and one has our Maryland office because, Sometimes you, you don't want to appear to be too far outside the loop. So um, so I, I guess, you know, it's a little roundabout answer is, um, you know, continuing to advance with our, our um, you know, our customers and then just other thought leaders, you know, other business leaders because, you know, you never arrive. You're, we're constantly, you know, I, heck, the, the, the young person that's coming out of college or, you know, 10 years in their career and is about to start something, I want to meet that person. I want to hear their view of the world because that's where, you know, when people have, are kind of fearless and you don't have much to lose, that's where bold ideas are born. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. John, uh, this has been awesome. Uh, you've been a wonderful guest on the show. I think uh, there's so much inspiration and knowledge to be uh, gained from just listening to a half an hour of you talking. And I just want to uh, ask, number one, uh, how can our listeners learn more about you and KeyLogic? Yeah, you bet. Uh, KeyLogic.com is a you know, obviously a great source of information tells about us. And then, you know, we're, we try to be active on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and um, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and LinkedIn, uh, feel free to check us out. And you know, I'm always open to you know conversation. If folks want to you know reach out to me, I'd love to to talk to them. And you know, I'll share what I can. And and you know, as is the case, it's a two way street. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully I can provide some value. And I'm sure in the, any conversation I have, I'm going to learn and grow as a result too. And we'll have links to all that stuff on the uh, on the show notes uh, for this podcast as well. Is there anything uh, that you would like to uh, leave uh, our listeners with that I have not uh, covered today? Now, I'll tell you, Jim, just I'll, you know, kind of start, end where you started was um, the importance of what we do here in West Virginia, holding up and celebrating the successes we have, believing and having the confidence that we 
truly, I mean, I, you know, in our small way, KeyLogic is proving it. We're competing with the, some of the biggest, most qualified companies in the world, in the country, and we're doing it from right here in West Virginia by choice. Uh, that story is not unique or special to us. Others can do it. So, you know, really applaud what you're doing in this initiative and uh, just, you know, let's keep pushing West Virginia forward because I tell you, there's, there's unbounded capabilities in front of us. Man, that's, uh, first of all, I appreciate you saying that. And, and you're absolutely on point. Uh, I, I agree with you. And, uh, you know, again, from, you know, from my perspective, what you're doing is incredible. I've, I've seen what you guys have been doing for a number of years and just being able to learn a little bit of the inside, um, inside baseball, so to speak, to use your analogy, <laughs> uh, it has been awesome, man. So thanks for opening up. Thanks for sharing your information with us. Very um, positive and in- informational. Uh, so that's, I, I just want to thank you again for that. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan as we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like John Hammock and Key Logic Systems. Our hope is that we, in some way, inspire and teach you guys by sharing these wonderful success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, I got to say, you know, continue to send the uh, inspirational notes on social media and, and emails and texts and all that kind of stuff. We are, you know, not only myself, but our team really appreciates that feedback. You guys are awesome. Um, On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.